Welcome to the Your Message Received podcast. And now, taking your message to the finish line, your host, John Duffin. Hey folks, John Duffin here from Duffin Media. Welcome back to another episode of Your Message Received. Your Message Received is the place, the home, to help you find your best, most authentic business voice. Hell, your most authentic voice. Get what you want, find what you need, improve your results, increase sales, meet the person of your dreams, win the $2 billion lotto. Well, I, I can't guarantee those last two. We're still doing beta testing on that. But the other stuff, we feel confident we're going to deliver for you. How? Because we bring really way cool people that have walked the walk, that have demonstrated real and true authenticity and we're thrilled that you're back. Tonight, I get the privilege to introduce a friend of mine who happens to also be the CEO of Culture Matters, the host of the podcast, Culture Matters, author, 30 Days of Thought. Come on, bring it into the lens. There you go. Um, not to mention public speaker, my friend, Jay Duran. Welcome to the show, buddy. Nice to have you. Thank, hey, pleasure's all yours. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. You had uh, to. You had to. And no, I mean, genuinely, uh, God, I hope Timmy's listening to this, the old mentor of mine that oh, okay. used to say that every time we'd go out and some stranger went up to him, and he'd say, pleasure's all yours. And So it's my own inside joke. Uh, but all seriousness, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, this is make, It makes me very uncomfortable to share myself with the world. And that's why I have to do this. So thank you for creating that environment for me to do so. I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so damn flattered that you chose this as a safe space. That means that means a ton to me, right? Um, and I find for someone who I've seen who has been so out there in regards to building a brand, building relationships, all of the things that you've done, the the dominant social media presence. To me, I think it's extraordinary what what you've done, and for you to say that you don't feel comfortable on this side of it, just like I said, I'm flattered out of my mind that you chose here. So I promise you, we will make this easy, man. We will make. This oh, easy, I always have a blast. Right? I love that, and I and I feel the exact same way. And one of those key reasons, look, folks, as we talk about the whole point of this is. Who bring who makes you more authentic? And Jay is one of these people that has done that for me um, and through, to me, really in-depth and meaningful conversations. That's what this is all about. And uh, I, I just find your experience spectacular, man. Hey, you know what, too? I would say one of the things that, that I think about, and I thought about this as I was getting ready for the show, which is, I'm still amazed at not just how long we've known each other, but what you've been able to accomplish at really such a young age. And I, I'm just find it extraordinary that you've been able to go to the depths and the heights that you have. Do you think that it's me specifically, or do you, or could the bar be so low? 
I'm thinking it's you specifically. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm curious. Anyway, I, I could start I asking questions. Are, right? That's and another great way for me to hide is to start asking questions and taking interest from people. I love you know? the Why can't I handle this? My worry is that the audience is not going to know why they're listening. Like, why, why should they listen to what I have to say? Who's well, Jay Duran? That's what we're going to find out, right? And one of the things I was like to, to just begin with is the sense that you helped me in regards to pulling together the basics. But what I remembered of you was I thought of you like we met folks at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Philadelphia. I'm going to guess that was around 2017 or 2018. So I think I'm close in regards wow. to that overall timeline. And I was going to say, so, I mean, we've known each other about four years. It was before I was I was paralyzed. Absolutely. And okay. we will definitely get to that. Absolutely. So this has got to be in the beginning of 2017 or prior to, yeah, probably in the beginning of the first half of 2017, I would say. So I was making... I called them hot calls. Oh calls that start with your heart, where you obtain the truth and you act in the theater of life. It was a sales training that I came up with using it myself to create opportunities from these automated, not automated, but it, someone was sending messages to people on LinkedIn, a script to create conversations, cold conversations with me. And I was walking around. I was always at, <clears throat> excuse me, I was always at the Ritz-Carlton making these calls, attempting to borrow some energy from the Ritz-Carlton, yeah. the prestige, the perception that someday I could afford to stay here or I could afford to live here or something of that nature, wearing the velour jacket. Oh, that's the, what I was going to bring it up. The assuming the role. Yep, yep. So talk about like like calling it in. The, I remember that so well. And if you don't mind my asking, and I typically don't worry about ages, how about old were you then? 27? Yeah. So to think that what you've been able to pull off. July birthday. So, you know, right. late 26, early, right. you know, mid, early to mid 27. Right. Hey, so let me ask you in terms like, so, so I understand as. Yeah. Was, I mean, I'm you getting like for nine years getting, on my own by that point. Well, this so. is what I wanted to touch upon. Right. I understand. I, I remember that you. This is where I start there. curling for anyone that can't see the video. I start curling into the child. <laughs> so speaking of which, you went from and growing up, growing like being born in Newark, New Jersey, and then shifting from your biological mother to an adoptive home. You say that it had a massive impact on who you are today. Between this the is the most interesting piece to me, of course, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the most interesting piece to me. Well, there you of go. Of this case study of my life. And it could, <laughs> first of all, the Newark is true, although that may appear as though I get street cred implicitly. I was not raised in Newark. Great place. Mm -hmm. I, I worked there later in life as a bouncer in, in various clubs. So shout out to Newark, New Jersey. Uh, one listening could, could, very easily fall into, and I could very easily fall into based on my subjective experience of having this feeling even be before the ability to articulate that I had been abandoned quite literally. <clears throat> it could easily fall into something that I'd like to avoid at this stage in my awareness where it, it sounds almost as if I didn't have a loving family that really has been 
there at the best of their ability for me up until I essentially, mostly without awareness, set out to find who I was. So I want to make sure I, 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 you know, recently, actually last year I was reading the Old Testament. That's a whole mm-hmm. nother story. Right. Excitement. And somewhere in the, along the lines, it says, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Don't talk shit about your parents. And you know what? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I want to avoid, as I've developed through personal development, avoid this, this narrative that I've had that I think was psychologically destructive, where I focused on the, um, things that I subjectively lacked and almost like made my adopted mother, the bad person or the bad guy or my, but she, she has never been the bad person. She's always been wonderful. We have a healthy, communicative, loving relationship today that I've worked on. uh, uh, And that's another place to explore for anyone that's ever had any type of, let's say conflicts with their immediate family or interpersonal relationships. So to answer your question more succinctly, I personally have always struggled with that. I had the great opportunity to be brought into a loving family and given enough to be entitled and not had enough to be angry and resentful. And that is a perfect formula for becoming an entrepreneur someday. So that's one way to, I just don't want the audience or I don't want to put it out into the world, Mm -hmm. any type of destructive narrative of my, um, because I've got multiple families in my view of it, right? Yeah. And, uh, one uh, that I hadn't had the opportunity to be a part of. Mm-hmm. The one that decided to take me on as a responsibility and mm-hmm. be there for me up until I decided to be a stubborn uh, rec- you know, recalcitrant child and you know, <laughs> entrepreneur, essentially. Uh, so anyway, I digress because I, I would like to include you into this conversation. That's what I'm And, and, and I'm, 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 I'm great with listening to you too, but I like the reframing the way that you reframed it which still is obviously authentic too there's nothing about what you said in that position it's not positioning it's 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 a simple shift in a mindset that it's not what i didn't have it's more what i have or what i did get or achieve and i think that's that that's really cool man i think it's really cool yeah i I am definitely have been a handful Mm -hmm. how so when you were younger what were you like in regards to like being at home i know school was a bit of a challenge which i find fascinating i was raised by a village which i okay so how could this be relevant to the people today as well as far as learning business if i had not been brought up the way i was brought up Mm -hmm. in if i if i reflect back the likelihood of me being having a firm that specializes in culture Mm -hmm. that works with organizations from top to bottom Mm -hmm on aligning their institutions, getting the, excuse me, getting the values clear, getting the story clear of why they're there, understanding how to treat people with respect and increase the the possibility for trust and mutual respect. All of that, I believe is a, is a symptom. The interest I have in that, the development of that is, would be a symptom of having the opportunity to be adopted by my mother, who's in her, was in her fifties at the time. Mm -hmm. And raised by a village, aunts, uncles, Mm -hmm. like I, you know, all of these father figures, mother figures, I having the opportunity to be in the the very early beginnings, having a relationship with two moms, my biological, who was uh, uh, not healthy enough to to rear me, and my adopted, who was 
uh, much senior to them, more like a grandmotherly type. I mean, it all, it's almost like a perfect picture of what would end up leading to what you or anyone maybe remember the bar being arguably set low could perceive that a, a man in his early thirties, I'm 31, mm -hmm. uh, could have had started at mo a few businesses and, and, and one of them arguably succeeded to where <laughs> I can eat and sleep and, and take <laughs> care of myself. Unlike maybe statistically the millennials, you know, right. right. So, Anyway, I know that's a that's a mouthful. I told you this is hard for me. Usually, I stopped doing these because I was just so oh, upset well, that I just wasn't letting anyone talk, and I wasn't doing a good job. You're doing a great job, and I don't mind someone else taking the reins. That's what I want to learn about you. My guests know, my listeners know plenty about me, so I was going to say, and probably more than they would want to know. But the what do you think they would get uh, from me? <laughs> uh someone who I feel I'll just speak for me first right so what I what I want to know why you're here is the fact that this is because you've got this complicated story that has manifested itself into a beautiful generous way of being the conduit of unlimited information but in a really succinct way to go to a company, you just defined it. Culture matters. What we do is I, you go top to bottom. You are able to align the culture, help the team understand the importance, exact the strategies. And the fact is what we're going to cover is how you're able to be, to me, the perfect conduit of such a breadth of information that you've chosen. And that's the, the, the operative word to me, that you have chosen to receive. And folks, this is like what I would say is, here's somebody that has not had a technical degree as of yet, who has read over two, just short of 2,000 books. But I'm guessing by the time you watch and hear this episode it'll be beyond the 2000 so i'm thinking <laughs> if we're doing and I'd like the audience to know that's audio listening and mm -hmm. physical and i that counts i just well, and the reason i started saying that mm -hmm. to people is so that some have a very difficult time sitting and physically reading mm -hmm. uh, and, and i want to make sure that others have hope that they can learn too there, there's many ways to learn and i'll digress on that for now but I have had as Nietzsche said that he who has no father must create one. And that was a deep driver in me. Like how, who am I? What am I? Mm -hmm. Why am I? Information seemed to give me an ability, an opportunity to act, living in psychological fear, feeling as a victim, mm -hmm. feeling less of them, feeling dumb, feeling outside feeling unloved subjective my subjective experience mm -hmm. kind of so the information gave me this and of course you know there's many ways to hide but it gave me um superpowers in, in a way it's the it became the, a part of the cape now that becomes very Aww. useful information when mm -hmm. leveraged and filtered and processed mm -hmm. and digested almost you think of a bird when a bird eats mm -hmm. like the mother bird and mm -hmm. then spits in the mouth of the little yep. baby birds right 
if one has a propensity to that, you know, one can do well, one could become useful for people, mm -hmm. you know, information helps people make decisions to cut off alternative choice and move in another direction. If that other direction helps them gain, let's say results, more business, more mm -hmm. clarity that, you know, they're interwoven in a sense. Absolutely. More, just more. And so anyway, that, that one can find themselves succeeding mm -hmm. as far as we, as a culture, at least in this culture, define as success, right? Output, labor, result, socioeconomic development. Mm -hmm. I, 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 but my call has always been, you know, who am I? What am I? Why am I? So anyway, I just go back mm -hmm. to that. Um, the learning has been a pivotal uh, and that, that was really figured out after the, I was totally on my own mm -hmm. out of choice. I decided to leave, leave the battlefield mm -hmm. of love. Talk to me so about I, this. You know. That you're an 18 year old kid ish, right? You're graduating from, you're not even graduated. It's like, <laughs> you're not graduated. No. And, and no. but you're making the call. I'm going to live on my own. So. I know people have people in, in, in my in my family and in my circles that have done that. Some have done it by choice. Some have done it by not choice. And, and my thought is, why did you need to leave? To choose to leave? What was it that? What were you looking for? Well, it's interesting. You know, okay. Arguably, mm -hmm. I didn't choose to leave because how you know my exit was yes okay arguably a choice also could be argued not a choice because of okay. how little i listened the, mm -hmm. the how little i was present how emotionally closed off and enraged like in that resentful state mm -hmm. so it was fight or flight mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that persona that i had created yeah okay left and, and I won't put that on. I wasn't kicked out. Mm -hmm. uh, why? Wow. Okay. I mean, let's go back. I mean, I. it was around first grade I started acting up. Mm -hmm. I remember I uh, actually did very well. I mean, I, I tested very well mm -hmm. these things. I didn't really, I did not come to a realization about that until many years later. But I acted out for some reason. And this, you know, Ha, huh. maybe I'll come back on here after more psycho psychological development, more <laughs> therapy, and then I'll have a better, clear understanding of the, the realizations I have of what happened at X age that led me to mm -hmm. act the way I did to get held back. Mm -hmm. So, but I want to give a timeline to people so they really understand that this has been, this is what my journey was. And then, okay, held back and then did very well and then did it. And recently, when mm -hmm. I say did it, I mean, it was around seventh grade that I did. Mm -hmm. And then recently I realized, oh my God, this is, there's so much here. We have four hours, right? Oh, okay. yeah, folks, don't worry. We're four hours and maybe even more. Yeah, and then, then I think, why would anyone care? Well, I'll give you something to care about. Here mm -hmm. you go. I believe I had taken advantage of a cousin in my earlier adolescence, my 20s. Mm -hmm. So recently, after not really speaking for many years, I went to this person 
in person and knocked on their door mm-hmm. and I'll leave them out of it for their privacy. Yeah. And I, and I embraced the conflict. Mm-hmm. I asked for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It took me my whole life to go to that door and knock on that door. What did they do? They were happy about it. Mm. Mm. Uh, but I, without going into their story, oh no, maybe they'll tell it someday. Uh, but I had the- to do that for me. Right. What I realized after that was how important that person and their authorities were, mm-hmm. their parents, to me at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was actually when we were emotionally separated at my very young age that I decided to not participate in the school. This was a recent realization I had. Mm -hmm. And it was very emotional for me. I always wanted to be successful like these people. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'll just fast forward a bunch of the nonsense here. I end up dropping out of my first high school. Mm -hmm. We end up moving to another town. I had always planned on becoming an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. like uh, a specific, uh, let's say, family members that had been mentors or, or, or let's say distant emotionally, but physically mentor, and, you know, positionally mentors, role models. And so my mind, my mind was always set that I was going to own business and I was, my, you know, I was, I wasn't going to go the academic route. Mm-hmm. My, in fact, my mother who adopted me, who hasn't accumulated wealth by any stretch of the imagination, strong-willed, stubborn, great at arguments, love her for that, got that for her. <laughs> she always told me, Jay, you're very, very smart. Don't go to college. Don't go to school. <laughs> it was the opposite advice. Really? Like, wow, what really? a gift. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's pros to that, and there's cons to that. It was a very mm-hmm. interesting... Okay, so at least societally, basically I've interviewed hundreds of people mm-hmm. and the feet in my, what, what my anecdotal experimentation and then in those interviews is of what I'm learning is what I was told is unorthodox. You're very, very smart. Don't go to school. Okay. Absolutely. At least <laughs> so, so, from my vantage point. Back in my day. day. She was born in 39. So she's not a young buck. And that uh, right. Um, okay. That said, why did I move out? Mm-hmm. Okay. We were living in one room. There was a, well, technically two. Mm-hmm. There was a bed in one room and the other room was, you know, a chair or recliner. The everything they, else room. The everything else room. And the responsible man that I was mm-hmm. and the great love that I was, mm-hmm. I took the bed. <laughs> this is a this is a this is a horror story okay and it's taken my whole life to real to become a, a become an adult mm-hmm. okay um so yeah one of the great ironies of that is uh, yes i do advise unbelievably powerful people on how to be whole people mm-hmm. and that is something companies actually value okay well i had to learn it myself not just the books so that being said this is interesting to think about mm-hmm. you know if we're going to talk in the abstract mm-hmm. about why do we do what we do or what, what propels us into doing what we do or what drive, what pulls us to our, uh, uh, our, our subjectively projected calling or, or culturally accepted 
calling, right? Whether provable or not. I was asked, I had a place to stay. I was asked by a friend Mm -hmm. who wanted to lose a tremendous amount of weight subjectively to them to move in with them and to help them achieve that. I had been a Mm -hmm. motivating Mm -hmm. person by then relative to exercise, eating right. Now, underneath all that was this, I would argue, insatiable holistic coaching advice advise advisory element to me yet to be uncovered but essentially where i'm going with this is i'm now homeless still technically in in high school my second high school Mm -hmm. my third senior year because i was like left back great i didn't show up so they kept teachers kept saying let this guy get through Mm -hmm. let this guy get through even though i didn't participate Mm -hmm. and there was because i that's a whole, we can unpack that maybe episode two. But the mm-hmm. point is, I had a place to stay because mm-hmm. there is someone that saw something in me. If I think in mm-hmm. hindsight, yeah, I, I don't use this and story. Sure you had get, a reason to go. I've ne- never used this story specifically to... to make an argument for why mm-hmm. I'm fit to give counsel. Mm-hmm. But it it fairly mm-hmm. it's fairly compelling if you think about it because I was mm-hmm. 18 with no you know education and someone who was you know, top of their class asked me to move in with them Mm -hmm. at a different school Mm -hmm. and sleep on their couch Mm -hmm. for free and help them get healthy and just be around them to help them, you know, and they ended up going and and, and doing things in life, you know, going that traditional path. And so, and that was a fundamental experience living with this wonderful Cuban family. Mm -hmm. And I'll digress because I have stories out of the wazoo just there. So, (laughs) I but, moved out because it was number one. I was, mm-hmm. I was immature. Mm-hmm. I was entitled. Mm-hmm. I had an addictive personality. I was not on mm-hmm. hardcore drugs at the time, mm-hmm. but I had just started using anabolic steroids, which mm-hmm. I would advise anyone listening to this: do not use that. Mm-hmm. Or if your kids are on it, it's now become called like. TRT testosterone replacement therapy it's mm-hmm. like cool now mm-hmm. that it really does alter your 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 brain and mm-hmm. and I lost many years of my life mm-hmm. thinking about those types of things mm-hmm. is my view of it subjectively and so I was very difficult to deal with I I, I was very difficult mm-hmm. to deal with I was I was a bouncer at nightclubs during high mm-hmm. school like I, I was I was difficult to deal mm-hmm. with so that's why I moved out I love it. Thank you. And my, it was so good you, for my mother because God, for, who knows what would have happened. She you was gave the 70s. space. You gave her space, but what? And I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to build something. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I had to get out of there. Okay. Yeah. So, you have your mom tell you you're a smart guy. Don't go to college. You have a friend. That's going to encourage you. Well, I want to say that's when I let her talk to me. Yeah, that was between Mm -hmm. five and like twelve, and then she'll tell you better than anybody. She was telling my fiance a couple months ago. I don't know what happened to him. (laughs) As soon as he turned Mm twelve, it was over. Yeah, well, at the time I didn't know the frontal lobe develops. I'm angry. I'm Mm -hmm. resentful. I'm like, why have I? You know, like I had some deep, and I was very philosophical, and abnormally abstract from mm-hmm. anyway i digress but. so the so the box that you don't want to be in 
people are actually giving you signals that you don't have to be in it. And to me, that had to be kind of freeing on its own. So as you're getting, like I said, as you're getting ready to build a foundation, um, you've got, as I said, you've got a mom that's telling you something that was atypical back then, um, that it was, and then a friend that's going to encourage you to practice something. I'm, and I'm holding back, and I think it takes away from the story. So I'm going to be more authentic. Huh. My uncle, who's my adoptive mother's brother-in-law. Okay. And his wife, which is my adopted mother's biological sister, who's no longer with, with us, <clears throat> they were very successful. We had the opportunity to live in their basement when I was about maybe in my very, very, like those formative years when you're, they see a Piaget, you know, in the early child development yeah. talks about the, you know, three, five, four, you know, three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like nine, that range, that was so formative because I, Joe, was the closest thing to a father of like respect that I'd say, I, I want to emulate this this create mm -hmm. they were very successful mm -hmm. self-developed mm -hmm. from real estate and businesses and they were a team and i could it, it's a case study because i could tell you i have i am you know i think i'm marrying my aunt i mean <laughs> so 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 it's yeah here we go freud where are you freud so <laughs> this is a case study my aunt uncle so they were the example like um you know my uncle didn't go to i don't even know i think he finished high school they were different. They were the most successful people mm. that I had been near. And, and, and so, yeah, that I had that contrast mm. of my mother giving me confidence right. and she loved me. She always, she made, I became an entitled little brat for, mm. for a long time. And, but fundamentally it's a shame. It took me a long time. I do. I, I act as if I treat her with respect today. I would like to make that's important. That's been important for my development but I did not respect her. Okay. And you, and I was very angry and resentful. Like, where's my parent? Where's my family? Mm -hmm. That was this thought that wouldn't go away. Couldn't suppress it. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want to get away with it. And I was always, you know, so, so it was, it was very, and then my uncle and my aunt who were unbelievably successful, I wanted to be like them. And we lived in their basement on the top of this hill in this mansion. And it, you know, when you're a little kid, everything looks bigger. Mm -hmm. so it, it looked even bigger than it is today and it's pretty good today but and so i, I had I, that example mm -hmm. of upward mobility yep. while we eventually ended up at the end there on food stamps so so it's um yeah in hindsight it, it's it, i i have to pray more because mm -hmm. um but you've seen both sides and you saw a lot well not even both sides you saw a lot of sides man so you now very, very young. I, psychologically, I was brought up wealthy. I didn't have the money, but I had the environment. And then it was ripped from me. And not no. like some evil plan. No. It's just messed up. You can't live off the fiscal teat of your in-law, of your, of your, of your siblings. No. Right? We see this happen in families constantly. All the time. All the time. All yeah. the time. But it so, saved my future, or at least right? it created this alternative roadmap that I had this insatiable drive and belief that I would be a one percenter mm -hmm. young. Mm -hmm. And, and so that, that was the bumps. Anyway, the bruises, so, they're all over, but, but all I feel over. like you know, Alexander the great, when he died, he had, uh, you know, 
arrows, scars in his stomach and his back and his but talk to me, man. So you then are working seven days a week, multiple jobs. You're reading voraciously, and we've already talked about the quantity. I'm curious, what books were you drawn toward first, or would the it all started be all of them, or would it just be no. all? Of them? What did you <laughs> like first? No, my friend. <laughs> it all started with Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos was a was a benefactor. I was literally going to start laughing and spit that into my own computer. Sorry. I right, go ahead. Remember Back the to... gentleman that asked me to move in with them to help yes. them with their weight journey? The, the Cuban family. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was two brothers, their father and their grandmother. Mm -hmm. The father and these two sons, my friend, Mm -hmm. soon to be friends had lost their mother to cancer mm. Juan Carlos was devastated by this mm -hmm. and unbeknownst to me had gone out of his way to invest in personal development to solve mm -hmm. the problems that come with losing a mate after being mm -hmm. together for mm -hmm. many, many, many minutes. Now I had no idea of any of this. I'm getting invited to mm -hmm. this house to stay, to live. And I'm grateful for that to help my friend. And of course I'm already in there and I'm already causing problems. I'm leaving the peanut butter open and I don't even know how to be an adult. <laughs> and I don't even know how to be a person. Did you take and the bed in their house too? Did you take the bed in their home too? Um... Ouch. I was, I would have gotten beat up pretty bad by those two. <laughs> I started getting comfortable there mm -hmm. and I had been going to my old high school in a different town, still going there while staying mm -hmm. in this other town at this, mm -hmm. this friend's house. And I brought a date to the house one day. Mm -hmm. The next day, Juan Carlos says, Hey Jay, we weren't that close at the time. You know, I see you've been staying here. I appreciate what you do with my son. You're a good kid. You know, he took pity on me, right? Mm -hmm. I know you're fatherless, like all that. Let's have dinner tonight. I'm like excited. Great. So we have dinner towards the end of, towards the mid end of the dinner. That's what I remember. He tells me the story about his wife. And he says, Jay, you see my new girlfriend and how good she looks? Mm. I mean, she was attractive. Mm. I said, you're damn right. Or wait, is this a trick question? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he says, Jay, the way that I got back on the horse in the game to, to, mm -hmm. to over, at some point I had to move on from losing the love of my life, my right. soul. He gave, he pulls out this, it's definitely in the closet, I, I, but I won't grab it because mm -hmm. no one, you know, he pulls out this giant stack cd case and he opens it up and he says here it is a few dozen 40 double your dating by david d'angelo personal development tape <laughs> jay you need this because those women you're bringing over are ugly 
hideous. What are you doing? You're an attractive guy. Look at those muscles. <laughs> like this really happened. And I'm oh crying. God. Oh my God. So I go to school the next day with my car, mm -hmm. which I only had because my wealthy uncle co-signed, but that's a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. He co-signed for your nephews and nieces. Oh. Give them a chance. Mm -hmm. Without that car, who knows where the heck I'd be. Right. So I was able to drive 25 minutes to this other town to go to school. And I listened to those audio tapes, mm -hmm. how to double your dating. I couldn't get laid if I went to Hawaii before that. <laughs> So how did it go? Wait, that to that that I'm 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 genuinely trying to answer your question. I had right. no idea that I had such an insatiable curiosity mm -hmm. of learning mm -hmm. that I really I mean okay I no I'm asking my you, how did those how did that specific course go? How so I, this is but this is why I bring that story up. This, yeah. That personal development, mm -hmm. those tapes were not just okay some cheesy pickup crap. Right. Which, by the way, had helped me because, well, quite literally, I never saw affection at home. Uh, mm -hmm. It was just me and her, right? Right. And 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 so, and there was no, you know, uh, significant other, no father, real father figure. So, so I, I felt very uncomfortable in that way. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized how quickly I could learn things. Oh wow! And implement what mm -hmm. I had learned. Mm -hmm listening to those and they weren't surface level they were talking about neuroscience and psychology and all these things that i could not only relate to the stories the pain mm -hmm. the scenarios of feeling alone and rejected and mm -hmm. all you know not good enough mm -hmm. but tidbits of things that i had you know i took a psych you know there's a psych course junior year and it's like oh that's an interesting topic and then you and i bring the textbook home and then i never read it because i don't want to bring my backpack to school and be like seen as a loser even though i am a loser so so i've just failed uh so that was the beginning of realizing how quickly i learned wow i had been working at a nightclub at the time as a bouncer mm -hmm. and i was able to stop a lot of fights without violence Using my pleasing personality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my awareness of human behavior and my smile. And of course, I was able to also attract the opposite sex mm -hmm. and and succeed in that realm. Mm -hmm. um, and that was affirming. So, so there, there became a lot of opportunity from that. So that was where the audio book type learning really started. And wow. I've just surpassed well over 10,000 hours of audio listening wow. since 2011 on Audible app. 10,000 hours of audio listening. Uh, just thanks, on that one app. So All thanks to one Carlos. and that Yeah, who I plan on reconnecting. I just recently reconnected with the, one of the sons. Oh, cool. I've been trying to reconnect with both of them. They both have beautiful kids. I, I follow on Instagram. But, you know, 10 years later, it, you know, you lose contact with people. But, I'm yeah, anyway, I would love to take them all to dinner. Mm -hmm. and tell them about all this <laughs> look what, you did. Look what yeah. you did right so then you formulate culture matters that's many years later by the way this okay. this is 2000 and this is remember this is my second high school oh i had already been left mm -hmm. back in first grade i got mm -hmm. left i got i 
the mm-hmm. my eighth grade principal lied actually to get mm-hmm. me through to freshman year then i okay, get to right. senior year mm-hmm. and then i drop out and then i go to a new high school mm-hmm. and they get left back in senior year again and then around that time i i get i leave my home and now i'm living with strangers who then one of them mm-hmm. you know the, the the patriarch gives me an opportunity to self-educate and then i realize mm-hmm. like i can learn very quickly mm-hmm. if i'm interested in something so that was really where um you know that started so you build you before then are navigating between working multiple jobs having your hand in on other businesses right when did you feel as if from that launch point that first realization oh gotta this this makes sense to me how long was it before you thought you know what I could do more than that. I can do more than just find a girl. I can do more than just, you know what I mean? Like absorb. When did you? Oh, very, I mean, very quick. Number one, uh, I believe that those audiobooks transitioned into sales, marketing, self help general. Mm-hmm. So if people are listening to this and they're mm-hmm. in business or want to have a business. <clears throat> And they're not listening or and or reading books on mm-hmm. sales, leadership, marketing, mm-hmm. self-help. If unless you've gone through an academia, all the you know, uh, and 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 t- and taken more advanced MBA, mm-hmm. uh, MNA, uh, all like very specific academic learning, mm-hmm. uh, it, which it may all of what I just said may still prior to like the marketing and leadership that all may actually help any as an addition to, but if one hasn't had any opportunity to digest any of anything outside of their own subjective experience in this world, Mm -hmm. I believe that digesting that information will help them. So where I started with that was a, the, a, the one and only job that I had ever afforded was a culture of personal development, meaning afforded as if, they gave me the opportunity and I accepted it. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to the Brian Tracy's of the world and the mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Dale Carnegie's of the mm-hmm. world. Great. It was selling personal training. So I, I had walked into a gym. Mm-hmm. I was brolic at the time with the, I'll be a trainer on my mind and I'm going to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. And I go to the gym, this man I met, I never forget. Ahmed Dezuki. He looks me up and down. He's like, and he, he asked me a few questions. And I, I now in hindsight, I had I had most definitely used some highfalutin language. He said, You're not gonna be a trainer. You have to sell trading. Like, do you I'm giving you a job? And that became a corporate opportunity mm-hmm. with no credentials, no nothing. <laughs> it didn't matter. I mean, by the way, in my whole journey, I cannot think of anyone that's ever asked me what school I went to, mm-hmm. asked me what my major was, mm-hmm. asked me my age. Mm-hmm. When I was in my 20s, I looked just like I do now. If anything, mm-hmm. I was bigger because I was mm-hmm. on those anabolics, which I don't mm-hmm. recommend. Mm-hmm. I had always gravitated. I was you know, the only child of a family for many years. So I, I was always with old. I, I, I had this advantage in the cultural milieu I was brought up in to interact with 
older from a biological viewpoint mm -hmm. people and how I carried myself and what I was interested in opened up doors. People always try to open doors for me. It was me that was just closing those okay. doors. So right. if anything, I hope that that helps someone yeah. that may have some level of thought. I haven't done enough, let's say in our culture to be accepted. Mm -hmm. I haven't. And that is not an argument not to get educated, not to go to school, not to do any of those things. Gosh, I want to say this very clearly. Mm -hmm. If I had been raised by the parents that I am going to be with my fiance, right? I would, I would already be working with Elon. If you like him, if you don't like him, I got plenty of other people. Uh, you know, uh, let me think about that for a second. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, you know, Tim Cook. I'd be uh, Tim but, Cook. I like him too. Yeah. Uh, and so the point is, I do believe in education. Mm -hmm. And higher learning is something I am very interested in, and and, and that's on my um, my map. So I don't, I don't I am not making an argument that school is a waste of time and formal education is a joke. I would make an argument that every one of us listening to this can choose to read to think, mm -hmm. mm. write to develop, mm -hmm. listen hear what is unsaid, mm -hmm. and speak to let go, let so go. they can develop more value for themselves and others. Like I am about learning, mm -hmm. and learning is made has helped me help other people that have businesses mm -hmm. be more successful mm -hmm. at meaning and profit, both, mm -hmm. not just profit, mm -hmm. not just, oh, I'm happy. No, no, no. Meaning, purpose, mm -hmm. clarity, less anxiety, more self-awareness, more revenue, more profit. I'm interested in having it all. I mean, I mean, obviously, having you heard, I was raised entitled. Right. <laughs> so, so. That's, oh, you asked me, that job mm -hmm. led to those sales, marketing, all mm -hmm. those other books. But right. I remember I had already been listening between the lines, hearing what was unsaid in those, those dating books. And what I was hearing was business. Mm -hmm. Neuroscience. I was hearing sales. I was hearing marketing. I was hearing branding. I was, I, the nuance of all of that, it was, I was finally learning when I, when I, I was not in, I was not present in school, even one, one millionth of a percent. Mm -hmm. I wasn't on hard drugs. I was not, but I, it, it looked like I was. Mm -hmm. So, and, and so you've now found at, at this point, the, the, not the curriculum, the platform, that's what I want to say, the platform that's resonating with you in regards to a way, not the way, not the only way, a way for you to learn that works for you. And I think that's really important that everyone learns differently. And listen, it, it like as you just said, it's no one's saying don't go to school, do go to school, only do this, only do that. But the fact is, it's really resonating to you now. And the proof, you're starting to apply this knowledge and you're applying it rather quickly. I had no choice to apply because mm -hmm. I was homeless. Now that's oh. out of choice. I okay. want to make that clear. Yeah. My mother would have tr would definitely tried to feed me with the mm -hmm. limited resources she had until I was 29,000 years old. She loves right. me. Mm -hmm. But I had to leave the home and there was nowhere that I was going. I wasn't, here's it. I was not going to go to anyone else in the family. Mm -hmm. Didn't even think about it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's not how I was raised by my mother. Very proud woman. And I, I appreciate it for that. Yeah. So where did I go? I went to a stranger's house mm-hmm. or a friend and strangers. Until, by the way, getting kicked out of there because the gr- grandmother really didn't like me. And she shit, you know, I didn't clean up well. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, you know, I shit. <laughs> Excuse my French. So, so grandma I just it doesn't like clear. you not le- like putting a lid on the peanut butter and is like, hey, we need to hit, move him. And that, by the way, if that is not a knock on her. She was right. I, I still don't know how to do that. And that's why I'm with Jenna. <laughs> she's wonderful. She and, is wonderful. We're going to get to Jenna momentarily. But talk to me, man. Then it's like, so you are now at a point where you're flexing. Oh, no pun intended. I was going to say flexing your mu- muscles. No pun intended. Like, But in a regards to understanding that you're now not the trainer, you're handling corporate sales. You are seeing that you're able to now. So this is, okay. This is a role where the person in that seat is mm-hmm. tasked with creating a recurring revenue in a gym. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but in retrospect, mm-hmm. that was pivotal in my understanding of how to build a successful mm-hmm. service business. Because mm-hmm. recurring revenue creates all sorts of credit opportunities, mm-hmm. sale, sales, I mean, liquidity. Uh, yeah, not only liquidity, because you're, you can really have a gauge over their fixed and variable costs. Mm-hmm. You could you can sell a company more easily. We understand recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. That means when people are paying on a month, like a Netflix. Okay. So I, as a, services and all that sort of thing. As a 20 year old with mm-hmm. no, you know, at this point, pretty bleak projection statistically, mm-hmm. but a lot of dreams. I was tasked with this job that to me was more than it appeared. And the mm-hmm. reason I mean by that is if the role was, I'm client facing. So people are coming to the gym. Yeah. They're coming into for, mm-hmm. let's say, their subjective view of themselves. And the solution would be their aesthetic mm-hmm. weight loss, muscle gain, some variation of mm-hmm. the two, and, and add some other things. Okay. I'm there to sell these personal training contracts. Yeah. Well, rooted in that sales opportunity, mm-hmm. and I'm being compensated on a commission heavy basis. So what is that doing? That's embedding values like first in, last out, mm-hmm. get there early, leave late. It's instilling education. I need to learn about people. I need to learn about the industry. I need to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. I need to learn about heavy, hard conversation. Mm-hmm. That's sales, negotiation. I need to learn about goal setting. Mm-hmm. I need to learn about priorities like time blocking. I need to have that for myself. I, there, it's, there's a competitive element. There's other mm-hmm. disenfranchised, for various reasons, human beings with pasts that are that get these jobs that are just about commission only mm-hmm. that have to work 70, 80, 100 hours a week mm-hmm. if they want to. So I had always been reading between the lines and I was picking up these, you know, anyone could do this at any level of their business career because essentially you're thinking you're you're looking and and you're you can look at something and break it down and say what are the actual elements that make up my role in my position just Mm -hmm. thinking in that framework is going to help one get clear on what are they doing and then from there what could you what could you take out of what you're doing that would make Mm -hmm. you more effective 
So let me like, so, so anyway, I just want to say one last thing yeah. on that. I was in this position that later in the story, these lessons that I learned mm -hmm. with this organization and the relationship that I built, the mentors that I developed, all of that ended up being the lifeblood mm -hmm. to what would become my first business mm -hmm. to then what would become the next. And then that will become eventually some of the, so, and yeah. But here's the thing. When did you start? I love the way you said that. When did you start to realize that it could be that? Like when, when did you first realize, oh, I can take this with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when I, was, when was the first, that, like, when so did I, the light go <laughs> off? The, that like, did oh. not go off. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I would argue that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, in hindsight, mm -hmm. Kierkegaard, life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forwards. Okay. So in, 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 my, in, my, in my, my introspection, I realized mm -hmm. how pivotal those opportunities to serve and to work and, and how I approached it mm -hmm. was a knowledge bank and an experience bank that would end up being necessary. And by the way, I, I, I would argue that just about anyone listening to this, if they thought back in their life of what they did and how they did it and where they did it and who they did it with and why at the time they did it, you start learning all these things about how who they are today mm -hmm. is plus or minus relative to that. Right. That being said, at the time, what I was conscious and aware of was that I have these plans to own assets, mm -hmm. real estate businesses, right? To be a business, to be an owner operator, an, mm -hmm. an, an investor, to be a, to be to be the to be the wealthy person, mm -hmm. and and that's not something that I believed was going to happen <laughs> in the sales or the management or any mm -hmm. type of corporate hierarchy that didn't fit my temperament nor um my 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 belief of of of, of what would work for me as far mm -hmm. as wealth building so that i was very conscious of. Mm -hmm. i had and so the the idea was this would be a stepping to stone to some type of business that could draw that could give me the accumulated capital okay that would be called you know profit yeah. post-tax mm -hmm. so that I could make investments, meaning buy assets. Example, real estate. Some people buy real estate. They buy an apartment building or they do this. Or they, okay. So that was very, I was very conscious of that was the plan, but how I was going to get there to the point where I can get enough money mm -hmm. to, to get involved in that type of business development. That's what I was navigating, circumnavigating. Now, mm -hmm. this is an interesting and a, I believe helpful story for everyone listening to this mm -hmm. and i believe that based on my um how i've chosen to live my life and so here's the story mm -hmm. i'm working every day at this establishment attempting to build this recurring revenue of personal training business for this corporation mm -hmm. that's paying rent to a gym or a series of many gyms, mm -hmm. but this specific where I was, this location, a gym, so that I could build this book of business. I had done very well in the 
very like top, top, top in the region. Okay. So I had a level of respect <clears throat> from others, uh, my peers, that, and, and, mm-hmm. and was feeling good about myself and my future and had credit and these things that, you know, you, you start making more money than your peers who haven't finished college yet. And you really think, oh, that they were the dummies, which by the way, isn't mm-hmm. fully true. It's not no. true. It's just a no. partial truth. Mm-hmm. So now you're really developing a level of pride that could be on the, on, on the, you know, drawn um, the fine line of between healthy pride from what I've done versus arrogance of what I think I'm mm-hmm. could do. Right. Okay. So I'm like in that state, I had not interviewed hundreds of people up to that point. And I, and I mean that in this way, I had not learned that I didn't listen. I had talked I was, I talked fast. Mm-hmm. I talked big and I didn't stop talking. I had developed a relationship with a mentor who owned that establishment, mm-hmm. not my employer, but the beneficiary of my corporate employer's rent so that my corporate employer could pay me so I could build that business, that extension of their business, which is this training program, right? that I have to sell these training contracts on a monthly basis. I went out of my way, it happened organically because I attract mentors and I seek knowledge. I developed a relationship with the owner of this establishment, right? Not my direct employer, but Mm -hmm. the owner of that establishment, my employer corporation paid. And we went to lunch regularly, like maybe two, three times a week even. Okay. Up to that point. Sharing knowledge, right? This person was a father figure. Okay, great. They had done very well Mm -hmm. in insurance sales. And I trusted them. Mm -hmm. About two years in, they said, well, I had proposed it. We both mutually proposed it. I want to own a business. This person wants to elevate their business. Like, Jay, let's get your company out of here. And we'll do it together. Like, I had proposed it first that I don't remember directly who proposed it first, but I was open to it and I attempted to push through and and essentially I would create a training company that then we would be partners and we would have a share of the revenue. Mm -hmm. And so that was my idea. Let me, this is what I'm going to do. At the time, I want to say I hadn't yet developed to where I'm aware let's say the ethical boundaries of business today, where I would advise someone to go to my company and tell them what I was going to do first, like give them a heads up. Mm-hmm. I believe that would be the ethical self-aware, you know, mature thing to do. So I want to make that. I had not been thinking of that because I had, well, I was entitled and afraid and selfish and resentful. And mm-hmm. here we go. Okay. So yeah, this is so where, what, it, gets, so you, so this is where it gets really, what? really interesting. Who owned the gym? Mm-hmm. Said Jay. This was after many conversations. Let's. I. I'm in. Let's do it. Now, I know this guy for years. Um. I want to make sure that you're not a flake. That you're not like, just another twenty-something-year-old talker. Mm-hmm. You got to have skin in the game. I got to buy this taxi for this other business. Blah blah blah. So I want you to get, uh, bring me your money that you have saved. 
And once you do that, that's it. We're going to do it. I said, okay, great. I went to the bank, got all my money, brought my money to him, 10 plus thousand dollars cash, gave him the money. Never saw that money again. <laughs> like, you saw me grimacing. You saw me I mean, grimacing. I had known like, this oh, guy. No, 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 oh, no. it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> Oof. The company that I had been working for. Now, give you some more in the audience mm. contrast mm -hmm. or context, rather. There you go. This gentleman had an established business, better business bureau for years, mm -hmm. was a person that people knew. I mean, I know them for years. It's not like mm -hmm. I love them. And there's a lesson, there's multiple lessons, but mm -hmm. I went and did it because I I'm ready to go. Like I'm not, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm high risk. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get it done. Mm -hmm. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I really thought. He was legit. And I really thought, if anything, he'd give me my money back. Well, what ended up happening was one of the best things that could have ever occurred. My employer, corporate employer, and oh, one more thing. I had been working at the gym simultaneously while with this corporate employer. So getting hours in, because I was able to do both and make it all happen. And I thought that was ethical and okay. Mm -hmm. My corporate employer didn't think that was okay. Oh. They fired me. So now there's no business with this guy. And I had a great salary, great credit, money. I had just bought, I had just invested in breast augmentation for my girlfriend at the time mm -hmm. on American Express credit card, which means you really have to pay that. And I you didn't really have to pay that. Fully understand the consequences of that. Right. And uh, give her credit leave her out of it for her new family but she was right he was never going to pay me back and this is where the story gets better mm -hmm. now i'm jobless on my own with her with the debt not that much saved and this guy i love has all my money in the world so i'm pretty down right well what happened was Within a few weeks, mm -hmm. I get a call. I was at sushi with my significant other at the mm -hmm. time. A personal trainer who had worked for me six, seven, eight months, well, for years, six months, seven months prior had come to me and said, Jay, I'm quitting. Randomly. He was the best there was. I relied on him. I needed him. The first thing out of my mouth was congratulations. <laughs> Cause he said, I'm quitting because I'm going to New York city. I have the biggest opportunity of my life in the middle of the heartbeat of wall street to be a trainer. I said, why are you still talking to me? Get out of here. Mm -hmm. There was no anger. There was no fear. Yep. There was no attachment. And that, that this is important because today that's something that I my, our firm helps companies work through because it mm -hmm. costs them untold amounts of money being, let's say, angry at their employees. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to bring this back to the story. Mm -hmm. It's just who I am. I said, Christian, I'm so happy for you. 
Okay. All these months later, guess who calls me at sushi? Christian. Hey, Christian. Uh, <laughs> Christian goes, Jay, how you doing? I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like in a really bad place. He says, Jay, thank you again for being excited, mm-hmm. grateful that I left. And, and, and I'm sorry that it was, you know, short notice. And he said, are you still at the gym? I said, nope, mm-hmm. I'm actually not in the best spot. Mm-hmm. He said, well, the reason I called you was I got to New York. I'm around the wealthiest people you could imagine in the best gym ever. But we have a big issue. The owners have no idea how to run a business. Mm. And you are the guy that could turn this thing around. He said, you got, are you, would you be willing to meet these people? Mm-hmm. Long story longer. And I know we're almost out of time. Right. We're basically out of time. Yeah. This is a good cliffhanger. Because <laughs> Culture Matters really started, I mean, has many starts. But I went to New York. I met with these owners. They offered me an opportunity mm-hmm. with no pay, with just commission. Oh. For, for doing something that wasn't even what I was really the perfect person to do because and what it was was to sell equipment in america to get to create this distribution mm-hmm. and i said okay i'll do it what happened was and i'll just i'll make it quick because we could in new york another time in new york yeah in tribeca very wealthy area i said if i can get in that gym with these mm-hmm. people I can show them because they're not going to understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, how I could take all of their clients. I, I understood how they, how they charged, mm-hmm. how they created their fees, how they did or didn't market. I thought of this idea, give them what they want, help them buy what they need. I agreed to the sales of the thing they wanted, which they weren't paying for just commission. Mm-hmm. And then I, just, I said, once I get in there, I'll show them that I can, that I can f- make this place better. What happened was I did exactly that. And I said, give me a chance. I'm going to take your clients and I'm going to convince them to stop paying in full and to pay monthly and to do this, 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 all these. And I started, and they said, okay, within four months, they went from no monthly recurring to about 60,000, some, somewhere like that a month Mm. because I converted all the clients Mm. to monthly. It was an it was an extreme makeover essentially, and and I had negotiated a, a, a reasonable, a, a really good for I mean really good, let's say a, a, a revenue share that didn't make a lot of I hadn't learned this yet, didn't make a lot of economic sense for them, mm-hmm. but made a lot of economic sense for me, and kind of I mean if, it's a longer story. How but did that, you get them to agree to that revenue share if it wasn't? How did you get well, that? Well, once I was there and they met me and they saw yeah. me and we had conversations and then I had shown, I, I had taken a couple of clients and changed the sessions and made them monthly. Mm-hmm. And now you go from nothing to thousands a month. It's like, mm-hmm. if he could do that, what could he do if we really? So that was the beginning. But was all of this as plan- articulated as well as me? No, of course not, because I'm who I am today mm-hmm. and I can break it down. But that's what was going on. Pure intuition. You know, um, 
1900 less books by that time. Maybe I read a hundred books in my life by then. I mean, I, I hadn't really, you know, I've, I read anything you do with compounds. So now, you know, I started 365 books this year. I mean, you just, as you work, as you, <laughs> the more successful you become, you usually end up working less and thinking more. So that's a whole nother conversation. But the point is, now, is this a call to action that everyone in the world is going to read a million books and do all these things? Absolutely not. But what I can say is, other than my self-belief and the love that I get, that I was given mm -hmm. and, 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 and wanting to be something that I'm still in, in work in progress, like, gosh, you know, yeah, it, it's been hard. Oh, by the way, I, um, I would love to see how he's doing. I, I don't have any bad blood. I'm, one of my goals is to find him and see, you know, how are you? Because I believe forgiveness is an activity, not an idea. So if I say, oh, I forgave him. And then somebody asks me, well, have you talked to him? It's like, well, F that guy. Yeah, well, that isn't yeah. forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's something I talk about and I think about. So I, I decided to use his name in this because frankly, I, I'm, I, uh, I can at least say it out loud that I I'm excited to meet him and see how he's doing and try to find, I got to track him down in jail and whatnot, but he's on one of the people on my list uh, to find and see. Um, and uh, Jay, when in your life yeah. did you realize that you were able to be forgiving like that? Like, like when did that, that process for you, how did that evolve? So to speak. I have no idea. <laughs> that's a good. I, I, I was telling someone this the other day. I believe I've never thought of it like this. To, like I, but I think it's like it's a superpower of mine. I just can't hold on to resentment. Okay. But you know what? I, the more I've studied about culture, the more I mm -hmm. realize how forgiveness is is one of those. Um, I mean, it's as far as I've been able to go as mm -hmm. far as values. Like every value you could figure out and talk about like you talk about a company and they say, you know, they want responsibility. They want this, mm -hmm. they want that. It's like, if, if I, I'll speak for myself, if yeah. I can forgive mm -hmm. someone that has hurt me intentionally or unintentionally, how can I not do, do or be anything better than mm. I was? It, I, it's a thought I have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I am running with that one. I like it, though, man. That, that's like about, it a lot. Now, of course, that, you know, uh, hey, uh, it's purport. I mean, you know, I think about this all the time. We haven't really gotten to a lot of theory, but, uh, I mean, you know, it's all it's all proportionate, right? I mean, I, I've been through things. You know, I got all small on the camera. I just realized it. That have, yeah, I've been victimized. Mm. So am I going to, how am I going to work through that? How am I going to do it? Am I going to become the monster? Because, because it's so natural for me to become mm. what I hate, what I resent, what, what, ha what, what I experienced relative to mm -hmm. whomever, whomever was experiencing that with me, you know, like the enemy, uh, the, 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 the attacker, the, 
the 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 antagonist. I I, I you know you it's know like, what if it's all a domino? Mm-hmm. It's a domino. Their sinfulness is the byproduct of their experience of another's sinfulness, which is a byproduct of another, which is a byproduct of another. It's like, how can I stop that chain of domino effect of sinfulness? Well, I have to forgive. Mm-hmm. So I'm. that's this idea that I have come to from part. So you asked where to come from. I mean, I don't know, but I can tell you that studying, I'm trying to figure out what culture is. I'm trying to figure out who I am, all these things, what, 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 like these big questions and these compelling questions to me and, and forgiveness, forgiveness is a, is a beautiful thing. Well, Jay, you gave earlier an example of saying, talking about the the bird feeding the other bird. I I can't believe that I can't name the terms of the birds, but, (laughs) but you couldn't do that if you were harboring, as you're saying, well, what if I was, what if I became the attacker? What if I became, you couldn't do that. Still, you had to, whether it was a defense mechanism, whether it was smart business, whether it was evolution, you had to find a way to let that go because therefore, like I said, you wouldn't have been capable of being able to give just the right amount of great, helpful, sage, whatever business acumen life experience you i'm just weary to 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 acknowledge any idea that i've let any excuse me Hmm. that i've let anything go you know this could just Hmm. be one long chess game that at the end when i finally check me i say ha 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 oh my god you know (laughs) once i have power so like i'm very weary of thinking that I've let go mm-hmm. of anything. I I don't know. Meaning, you know, what really drives me? What really drives anyone? What if it was resentment? What if it was dark? What if it was, well, I mean, come on, an inversion, a, a lack thereof, a void, a nihilism. It impels action. Why would you act if you had no, if you had ever, a surplus an overwhelming sur- so it's like it, everything comes from a void from an inversion from a from a lack thereof everything like so you know creation there's a destructive element to it uh, and I'm, I'm trying to you know how do i unravel the paradox of being me well i think forgiveness is something that cleanses speak you speak you speak to let go that's what a very famous <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. kind well okay so but the me. order matters Ah. In, the, in my journey, I read, Two. I accumulated all this, <laughs> all of these conjectures, mm-hmm. concepts, frameworks, mm-hmm. and I spoke. That came very naturally to me. You write to develop, you listen to what is unsaid. Well, but, but in the beginning, I only read mm-hmm. to, to, I read, mm-hmm. and I like so, this read to think, write to develop, listen to hear what is unsaid, it's speak to let go. go. The yes. belief of culture matters, like as mm-hmm. an idea, that's developed over time. In the beginning, I just read. Then mm-hmm. I started speaking. That became a cage for me. That became a weapon. It became a shield. I was dangerous to myself and others. Mm-hmm. When you're re- reading and you're speaking, and you're not listening and you're not writing, you're not self-aware and you're not cooperative with other human beings. The whole thing is just, and by the way, you're paid very highly to be a know-it-all and to stand on a stage. Mm-hmm. 
So that really was dangerous for me. Mm -hmm. I'm dangerous. As a very helpful giving soul. Folks, we <laughs> are going to continue uh, <laughs> with the very dangerous Jay Duran from Culture Matters. You're going to be right back to us with part two. And again, we will get to right to develop. We'll get to Maybe listen we'll to talk about culture. We, oh, we're, oh, we're going to. <laughs> if you're going to wear that shirt, you damn right we're going to talk about culture. Um, and sit behind 10,000 books. Damn right you are. Jay Duran, thank you for part one. Folks, we will be back at your message received with part two. The Culture Matters <laughs> double episode with my buddy Jay, Gar Jay Duran. Come on, John. With my buddy Jay Duran. This is what happens, right? Um, stay tuned. We'll be back with part two in a moment. And now, making its way across the finish line, your message received has been a production of Duffin Media.